Welcome to another episode of the Battle of the Lamet. I'm your host, CJ. And as always, we have two extra guys that talk football, Bud and Justin. What's up, fellas? Not a whole lot. Good uh, good to be back on the podcast. I know when you said that extra guys, you're staring right in my eyes. I'm <laughs> not sure what I'm bringing, but I know, I know Justin is bringing quite a bit. Um, I, I know you've been out of town, but I wanted to share a quick story about today. We're still, uh, we're on the seven year basement remodel. Still, uh, still working through that. Um, I was that guy in the uh, home Depot parking lot today that bought the item that was too big to fit in the car. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so I bought a $400 door, tried to shove it into my car. And then uh, had to immediately go back in and return it. Oh. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been up to. Just uh, trying to knock it out. Kids soccer, you know, school. Yeah. You know, all that good stuff. Justin, what about you? Oh, I apologize for the voice because I'm a little under the weather. I, uh, I went into the deep uh, Ochico mountain range. Uh, for five days, uh, doing, doing a little deer, deer hunting, uh, drinking, drinking beers and shooting deers, as we say. Um, but I drank a lot more beers than I did shoot deers. <laughs> can, uh, can, I, can I ask him a favor while yeah. you're, can you not sniff and snort the whole time during the, uh, podcast? Have I done that already? Uh, well, not yet, but we've heard it before pre-podcast. I just, you know. I'm yeah. trying to keep this professional and not gross. No, I got it. I tried to get it all out of my system uh, pre-show there. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> okay. yeah, hopefully this works out. We'll see. Um, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm playing hurt today. I'm uh, you know I didn't IR it. I didn't bag it in. I'm uh, I'm just you know I was questionable coming into it. I'm playing hurt, <laughs> and um, I'm good to go. So let's I, get this thing on. I think you're doing just fine. Hey, and here's some other. Um, I guess we'll call it news. Oh. We'll let the we'll let the fans decide if it's good news or bad news. But Irish Puddles is back. Woo! <laughs> He's we're we're ready what to go. What about you, fellas? How we doing? Uh, so yes, I'm back. I, I I listened to the last podcast, and obviously you guys had to struggle through listening to that shite. But uh, I'm back, and uh, hopefully uh, be able to produce a uh, nice little uh, podcast for the next week. I, I think it's. I'm. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad that you you understand the days of the week again. I'm glad that you're <laughs> you're able to be here. You know when I, I when I, we I, all agreed to be here. So that's great. I, I think so, out of the last seven times we've tried to plan a, vo- uh, a vodcast podcast, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, I think I've hit three out of seven at this point, dead on the nose. So I, I'm, 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 you know, if I'm playing baseball, I'm, I'm well, making the All Star team. Has, well, it, has it been? been three? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think this is three. This is three. Three, yeah, th- three, three is good. You know, yeah. I just think it's it's a good good round number. And we tried one a month. At least a couple times we tried twice since January. So let's just do the math here real quick. So let's say there's hey, been hey, I'm, ten. I'm the, bank, I'm the banker here. Let's just say it's 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 good. Look, See? I'm I I don't know math. All right, but I'm just saying like ten. We'll say twelve 
and we got three in. Twenty-five percent ish, ish. Hey, that's a great, that's a great uh, batting swing right there. A great batting average, I should say. So here we go. Right. That's not baseball, but CJ. Yeah. The problem, the problem is you're pushing out these requests on a Gregorian calendar, and he is all four five four. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Four five four. Being fiscal calendar it screws you. Up. Damn you, fiscal! <laughs> I can understand. Right all right. Well, let, let's move on before we lose too many of our listeners talking about Irish puddles not being able to help us out. What he says. Um, so, what's on tap? What's on tap? Thought you'd never ask, uh, guys. I'm really <laughs> excited about this one. Now, the brewery is in a little place called Fairfield, California. It's halfway between uh, San Francisco and Sacramento, about 40 miles, right between. That's a big UPC. Yeah. yeah, and what that is is Heretic. Heretic Brewing Company. How do you, how do you say that if you're Scottish? Uh, I think it's similar. Uh, uh, Heretic. The Scottish are sim such simple folk. <laughs> Who cares? Who gives a fuck? Hey, Calm. let's not get into Calm. a cultural, you know, <laughs> battle here. Let's just let's break out the shillelaghs. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's fitting with this beer because this is a hazy New England style oh. IPA. So it's a hazy New England style IPA. And this is called Make America Juicy Again. Something we mm. should all strive for. I like Something that. Something we should all strive for. Make America great and juicy. Yeah. Gentlemen, this is probably one of the most delicious beers that I've had on What's on Tap. If you can find it. Where, where did you find it? This was at New Seasons. Um, oh, the new okay. seasons here in Tualatin, Oregon. Oh yeah. Uh, so it's it's around. They sell it by the six pack. Uh, so, look uh, it up. Is that, is that twelve dollars a can there, or it's, it's twelve for the? That's two dollars a can. Yeah. Ah, that's uh, not bad. Good. But it's a. I mean, it's a six point five percent. This is. I mean, the hazies are delicious. Obviously, a nice IPA, but so juicy and smooth at the end. So make America, delicious. Make make America juicy again. All right. Well, thanks for that. That's really great. So, you know, but we're at we're at week six. So we're not quite halfway, but you can tell a lot about a team by their record go out of week five. So right now we've got you know, we've got three teams at four and one, which is great, right? We got DC Gore and he got me. Awesome. We got four teams at three and two. We got Hip Hop, Hawk Attack, Irish Puddles, and the Champ. The Champ, of course. Two-time Champ. champ. <laughs> yeah. Then at two and three, we got Bungo and Endzone. One and four, we got Sourdough and Products. And then 0 and 5, Boston Stranglers. So <laughs> I did a little uh, I did a little analysis, we'll call it, on Ooh. what this could mean. You know, like we talked about it a little bit last time on the podcast, if I remember correctly. So if you are five and oh, then you want you make the playoffs 100 percent of the time. And there has been four teams that have gone five and oh, and I will bet. And this is all time. This is including teams that are no longer around. Nothing. I will bet you you guys can't guess all four. I'll just bet yeah. you right now. Yeah, 
It's tough. Okay, I think. Try, try, try and give me four. There's one you won't get. I promise. <laughs> well, that's got to be marinated in beer because nobody's going to remember that. That's nope. Nope. Eh. Oh, oh, oh! All right. The shield. But eh. Donk? Is, D- is DC one of them? Yes. Ding, All ding, right. ding. <laughs> Gore is one of them. Ding ding ding. Okay, we got two. Um, Hip hop's in there, isn't it? At some point. Five and zero. No, no. You went right. four and one. You went four and one once. I will give you that. You went four and one once, but championship. Yep. Oh. Let me know when you give up. Come on, there's one more that's kind of obvious. Uh, products. That's right, products. Yeah. All right, so you guys give up on the fourth one? Seem to be it's, uh, the what the Wilson. Uh... What, are you talking about uh, Pike Town? Pike Town. No, he didn't, He hasn't even won five games. I know. You said, <laughs> I mean, look, you said we'd never guess it. I'd thrown Pike Town out what, there. Uh, what's, uh, what was DeBrick? What was, uh, was Dave? Meatloaf? Meatloaf. No, no, come, yeah. on. come on. That's just that's just grasping for teams you can't think of. Right, I'm just that's like, what are, the, what are the old teams? All right, this <laughs> one's going to piss you off. Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. He that's went right. five oh. Yeah. I do. I remember that. Start the season. Remember how arrogant he was about it, too? I know. He's like, I'm the hardest working guy in the league, right? No. <laughs> Whatever, guy. All like right. So, turn around. If, so if you're four and one, okay, then that's happened six times, and they have made 100% of the time they make the playoffs. Whoa. Now, now when you get into three and two. Yeah. All right. It, Preach it. Eighty-three point three percent of the time, you get in, right? So that's not bad. That's Almost a hundred. I love it. Eighty-three. Is that repeating? Uh, what do you mean? Eighty-three point three repeating. Yeah, that make the playoffs. Got it. And then if you're two and three, I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> I'm just rolling with it. Uh, if you're two and three, it's forty-two point nine percent. And then if you're one in four, 40% make it. That's pretty good. That's like, pretty so, good odds. I think you did that one year. Yes, I did. It happened four times. Ten, ten teams have gone one in four. And four times they've made the playoffs. That's 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 pretty surprisingly crazy. good. So for the teams that are one in four right now, hang in there. You're okay. Now, 0 oh and 5. Okay. <laughs> never <laughs> never made the playoffs. There's <laughs> there's there's three teams. Not counting Boston Stranglers. Okay, so Ooh. Boston Stranglers is obviously 0 and yeah, 5. Me, what me are the other three? Yeah, Meatloaf was in that one. Is that nope. last year or this year that he was 0 and 5? This year. He, this oh. is his, he was uh, 2 and 3 and then lost every game or something. I don't know. He's terrible. <laughs> um, no, but uh, nope, it wasn't. So there's three teams, three teams all time. Two of them are still in the league. One of them is not. He he got me last year. Yep, he got me. Yep. Uh, Hip hop. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never hurts to throw it out there. <laughs> That's again just guessing. That's all, pub- <laughs> all publicity is good publicity for the brand. <laughs> all right. So um, bungle. Nope. Yeah. Easy. End zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. going to be so mad. He hates talking about that. 
And then the other one, you probably won't get it, but Tony's triple threat team. Oh, oh of course the triple threat. threat. Yeah, so, you know. It, the, the good news is, is that even though you're one in four, you're feeling pretty bad about yourself. You're trading off all your assets. You have 40% chance to make the playoffs. Just keep going. That's, right. that's, that's the moral of the story. All right. I like that. That's good. I mean, that's products, sourdough. I mean, that's good. Well, and some of this stuff would be nice to have the uh, mulligan rule. In effect, I wish I had the mulligan rule. That would help me be four and one and a hundred percent chance versus three and two and an eighty-three point three percent. Yeah, you would have never voted on that rule. So, <laughs> all right. So, hey, uh, bud, that's quite it. A bit of, uh, <laughs> Got quieted down. They can hear you yelling. <laughs> okay. Um, sounds, all right. like the, sounds like Boston Strangler's war room. <laughs> Let's move on. So, hey, thinking about those teams and where your record is, and some of us have been through this, but how do you turn around a team with a slow start? Bud, what are some of the things that you think you should do? Uh, I like to invest in multiple linebackers, uh, DNs, and tackles. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a low risk yet low reward way to turn it around. Um, I know. I mean, all joking aside, I have uh, been a little bit more active in the old uh, waiver wire this year, picking up just That's about nice. every five dollar piece of garbage I can grab <laughs> to uh, fill my roster. Since every single guy that I've got is either hurt or is not willing to show up to the facility to take some snaps until the 10th week of the season. Um, but I, I mean, for someone else, I think you just got to be active and trying to unload those guys you, that somebody else might have interest in. And except for the one week that you're trying to unload that one guy that someone else has interest in, but the guy they want to trade you is on a buy the next week. So it doesn't help you. So Justin. Yeah. Thank you for that analysis. Uh, that was <laughs> that was good. What are you talking about? I thought uh, it was really that, was a, that, was a, that was a microcosm into <laughs> Jimmy Zip it. <laughs> All right. It was like it was like Bud on a couch, just uh, spouting his problems there. Yep. Nobody's listening. Yeah, no, no one's listening anyways. No, no. Um, so, so look, I guess this is kind of what I would say. At the beginning of the season, a lot of it has to do with with the with the what am I trying the, to say? The draft. Did I jump in there? With the analysis <laughs> happening. I love the analysis. I got Justin. I got, I got, I, got distra- I got distracted thinking that Barkley was going to get in the end zone. <laughs> so I so I apologize, but no, I think it has a lot to do with the schedule and who you play because who you play early can get you off to a good start or a bad start. Let's look at these teams. He got me is at a, is at 4 and 1, but his his points against are 693. I mean it's a, it's the lowest points against of anyone out here and you look at Products who's 1 and 4 and he's at 861 against him. Um, it, I think it's kind of who you start with in the schedule and what uh, you know the the points against the points for kind of look like. You can get off to a bad start. You can get off to a good start. But the 
as you just said, even one in four teams, there's a lot of football to be played kind of from here on out. And, uh, and you can't get your head down too early. A lot of quirky things happen early in the season. Yeah, no, that's very true. Like I went one and four one year and ended up eight and five. Just gotta, you gotta turn around. But I, some of the things that I recommend to teams that are struggling is it's not just about the players you pick up. You got to start building those relationships so that, you know, getting involved with people, having them, you know, talking through stuff, whatever, because you want to get the right, you may not have the kind of um, capital to make bigger trades. You might have to use a little bit of buddy stuff where people aren't going to be like, I don't like doing with you or whatever. So I think that's an important thing. I think you need to use your fab um, to win games that week. Like you gotta, you gotta win games every week. And I know what Justin, you're going to say, and I don't get why no one else wanted Alfred Morris. I can't, I don't understand it. What is wrong with this league? What does the world come to? My gosh. $53 on Alfred Morris. Hey, I'm not happy about it. When I saw that no one else bid on him, I'm like, what the frick is wrong with these people? <laughs> Could have had him for 53 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. I can't believe you guys didn't even try to get him. You had to get, you got into paralysis by analysis or something and just kept spending but hey i hope that i hope it takes you to a win this week i look you're right i mean you're starting to hit these bye weeks and for everyone that's kind of in a different place must win stuff i mean i know i've uh taken a couple phone calls from products and and others that are looking to kind of up their trade a little bit now because you kind of get into this place where you got bye weeks you gotta you know you can't afford to lose another one or two go on a slide and so you're willing to pay a little bit more i agree with you use the fab use whatever you can the waiver wire um get those victories when you need it yeah i think, I think we're starting to get into the, the area of you know the first three weeks of the buys or actually you probably say the first four weeks is when you start deciding if you have three or four guys on a buy do you just not fill that slot in at linebacker or safety? That's, you know, like you do. You, do you hold on to your linebacker that's going to probably pay dividends long term into the playoffs, hopefully, or do you just keep that slot open for that seventh week buy where you have four guys on on buys? That that's yeah. what we're starting to get into. Totally, you're right. Yeah, you're right. IP. It's like now, now, now you have to decide, can I afford to take a risk of losing a game by not filling my roster, right? That's essentially what you're saying. And it is tough because the next few weeks are rough. Well, I mean, depends on who you are, but I got a bunch coming up in like week nine or something. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. So what I, what I like to do is I like to, I like to draft a guy that gets cut in the second week and not realize that he is cut. <laughs> Um, that frees up a roster spot that you can just pick right up off of waivers. It's, <laughs> it's strategy. Um, I was like, God, this guy's not getting me any points on the bench, and he's this. What's this coach's decision that he's not playing? <laughs> oh, he's not on a team. That's the problem. <laughs> that is not helping me. <laughs> well. Did, did I did I spill the beans for you, bud? When I said that you had a guy on your team that wasn't even on a team, that's uh, I was like, I'm gonna have to look at my roster. Who this guy is? 
<laughs> what? I think that was my that was my tenth round draft pick. I felt pretty strongly about that one guy that was something. That was that was pretty funny. It, <laughs> All right, so hey, let's do some buds bag. Oh yeah. So I know a lot of everyone's, you know, the the talk of the uh, the internet and all the sports talk shows are what's what's Le'Veon Bell's problem? When's he gonna come back? Who's he gonna play for? Um, I do I do feel weird. I get a little uh, I get a little a little tick in my eye and a little jerk in my shoulder every time someone's like Bell's gonna get traded or Bell might start this weekend because I'm like Jesus, that's nice. Let's get some. <laughs> I, he hasn't played in 16 games and. <laughs> Can you not smoke weed next year or something? Um, so for Bud's bag this week, what what is your guys' expectation? Where, when do you think he's going to play? And if he does play, will it be for the Steelers? Oh. Well, you take this one, Justin. You start here. Well, I guess the most recent reports are that he's supposed to be coming back after the bye. Right. But then yeah. they might put him on that two week exclusion list, right? Yeah, this is one of the most complicated. I mean, there's been a lot of holdouts that happen, but to be kind of the top really offensive player, running back for sure, um, in the in the NFL on kind of a this a contract year and to see kind of what happened with with uh, Earl Thomas and his holdout, you know, he wasn't practicing the concern. Like he's at a point where he really I've never seen a holdout so justified, probably. Um, but yet, <laughs> how difficult would it be as a teammate to continue to kind of just hold out on your team? Like, it's such an interesting dynamic. Like, it's a crazy, like, big business meets kind of the the camaraderie of a, of a team that you fought with in Pittsburgh. You know, it's kind of this whole other – the fact that it's Pittsburgh is just kind of one of these things. They're supposed to just go out – and be these blue collar teams. So um, I don't know. I think it's super complicated. If I was to guess, I think that he, um, I don't think they want to trade him. I think that they probably, uh, I think he probably holds out till week 10. I don't see it happening anytime sooner. Um, and it, it's going to take someone to put out a big offer uh, to, to, to make the trade go through and they're going to basically be renting them and, and hope that they can sign him next year. So, it's it's too complicated to tell. I think it's going to be week ten. But the fact that you're three and two without him, uh, you're in a good place. So whenever he does come back, it's just gravy. He's yeah. three and three. No, I'm <laughs> goofball. Odell's Odell's going to get eight points today. Everything is in play, fool. Uh, that's the crazy thing too, where it's like, even they could offer him the moon next year, and he's going to tell him to pound sand. That's I like. I don't, take I, don't, I don't. I don't think they're offering him shit. They're pissed off. They got a <laughs> running back who's actually doing fairly well, and the the organization's fucking pissed off at him. I don't. I don't think they'll let him come back and play at at some point this season. And they they really don't. I, he will not be in Pittsburgh next year. I, right, but they got to get something for him. They can't just let him walk at the end of the season. They got to. I mean, trade him. He will not be in Pittsburgh. I just don't know if they're going to trade him or I, I have no clue. I don't he think, will not be in Pittsburgh this year. 
I don't think anyone's pissed off. I think that this is like truly one of the biggest business negotiations. You got a guy that's never done on the ground and reception wise that a guy like he has done like probably ever in the no, it's ever, never. In, in the NFL, right? But at the same time, he's getting older and everyone knows that there's that cliff that running backs fall off. And, and so it's like he's asking for wide receiver and running back money. Meanwhile, they're sitting there going, well, you're getting older. And, oh, by the way, you've also been an injur injury liability and a, a – uh, you know, disciplinary, a, 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 yeah, a pothead, small, you know, so, weed, it, so like, I think, the, <laughs> and yeah, we have your replacement. Yeah. And well, we, have, I think, we have half of your replacement. I don't think anyone's upset or angry at each other. I think this is just really big, a big, big business decision that's being uh, negotiated and it's being played out in public during a season, which we haven't seen it to this extent for a running back. Well, I, I think Le'Veon Bell's, playing it pretty smart. He knows he's not going to be in Pittsburgh next year. He knows he's going to get the biggest contract is not coming from the Steelers. It's going to come right. from another team in the offseason of his choosing. Right. And he's going to come back. Play a couple teams against each other. Yeah, and he's going to come back when the after the trading deadline's over and it, because that's coming <laughs> up in a month. I mean, it's not like it's it's what, four weeks away, three or four mm -hmm. weeks away. He's going to get on the exclusion list, so he has no wear and tear. He's going to come back. He's going to play part-time. He's going to make $850,000 a week for the rest of the season, and then he's going to get $70 million guaranteed from some team in the offseason. Like, it's yeah, smart. Well, he's a yeah, douchebag to his team for doing that, but, you know, it's what it is. It's business. And business is business, as they used to say. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, the tough thing is any any one of his teammates that says, I mean, that wouldn't do the same if they had the same circumstances as lying. I think it's, he's a bad teammate. I, I think that's going to – hopefully that hurts him a little bit next year, but, you know, whatever. It's like there's other people sacrificing their bodies out there and still trying to make money. Like, is it, you know. He's, he's lost a, a lot of money. He's lost a lot of money, but I think he's – is strategic. He's going to get it back. Bad teammate or not, I'll bet you Earl Thomas wishes he wasn't out there being a good teammate. Yeah, but I mean, one thing about it, he gets a guarantee. He gets a sixty million guaranteed from somebody next year, and that's more than the pissant fourteen that he's getting that he's missing out on this year. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. He was going to get that no matter what, even if he played all year. He's just right. You know, he just doesn't want to sacrifice his body in any way, and it's smart. I get it. I get it. I just don't agree with it. Before the year, I didn't think that this was going to end up week, you know, five here, and and this yeah, being a situation. Either. I yeah, thought it was going to be kind of what happened in the last two or three years with him, and he'd be back in camp playing. Yeah, yeah. some Justin's jibber jabber. The jabber, uh, the jabber is. I was kind of thinking about just players, and preseason, everyone has their eyes on all these players, right? And um, who's going to have this big breakout year? And then just kind of your standards and how great they are every single year. So, who's been the biggest kind of through five games here? Who's been the biggest letdowns uh, out there? And and on the other side, who's been some of the biggest surprises? But let's start with letdowns. 
Um, I've got a couple. Curious to see what just comes to your guys' mind uh, right off the bat. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have to go much further than the section we just talked about. Le'Veon Bell, really, uh, really high hopes. Um, and then another letdown that uh, that uh, Jared Goff was not able to sneak in on my uh, keepers because he is lighting the world on fire. Uh, and then um, that uh, CJ touched on it last week when he was uh, overseas. The uh, love affair with Matt Ryan. He, just, uh, he loves you up one week, and then you're like, "Oh, he's oh, he's so good." Now he's shit. No, he'll yes. he'll snuggle with you. He'll whisper in your ear. And, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, Matt Ryan's terrible. IP, who who is who would you say? Who who do you got on your list? Probably. Uh, I mean, if you take out the injuries, I mean, you got Mc, McKinnon. Uh, Drake yeah. was pro. Drake is probably a big one. Yeah, Drake's uh, a good one. Yeah, I think I think Drake's a huge letdown. Um. And then, I don't. That's, well, you that's can probably put my biggest two. That's probably my biggest two right there. Actually, just go down Sourdough Sammy's list of keepers, and you'll, you'll have like a. Well, well, actually, then that, then there's actually Freeman, Freeman oh. from Atlanta. He he yep. has sucked ass. Yep. Uh, pretty pretty bad. Um, T. Y. Hilton for hip hop. Uh, that's yep. more to do with injury. Uh, but I, I think Freeman, that's just more performance than anything else. Uh, a lot of these guys, obviously injury, you can't really do too much about that. But as far as performance goes, I think I think Freeman and Drake are probably up there for me. Yeah, and I think with um, scheme-wise, I think David Johnson has been kind of screwed over, right? Like, that's been rough, you know? Or what's around him, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. New, like, new rookie just... quarterback that's a hothead. New yeah. new left tackle, new wide receiver, like that. That's yeah. more about the new guys around him than anything else. Yeah, just a, it's just a bad team with a really good player, and that sucks for products because he's a guy that could get you thirty and forty burgers, but he's never going to get those this year on this team. Maybe next year they'll be able to do something. And the other guy that I had was Jordan Howard. He's been kind of not awesome either, you know, as advertised. But those are the guys I've had kind of. I had Le'Veon Bell on there as another one, obviously, you know, just not having him. And from my own team, I think Larry Fitzgerald's kind of killed me. Same kind of reason with David Johnson, just an overall bad team. Yeah. I mean, I had a pretty extensive list here. You guys got a lot of them. I, on the other hand, think the injuries do play a part in it. I mean, you talk about the hype that was around Jimmy Garoppolo and everything that was traded. I mean, for that gut punch, uh, we just wouldn't have thought that that was five games in. Uh, that Jimmy Jesus would have been uh, on the sideline and uh, and when, uh, such a big part of uh, Sourdough Sammy's team. But uh, Russell Wilson, I'd throw in there. Uh, there you go. I agree. Ru- Russell, Russell Wilson finished uh, with most fantasy points last year and pace that he's on. And now he's, he always finishes a little bit stronger later in the year, but really not a good pace. Uh, I think that Rashard Penny on that team was kind of a guy also. We could look at just rookie running backs, but everyone thought – Rashard Penny and where he was drafted. The guy's not even seeing the field. Another big name. So uh, Dalvin Cook is on my list and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, Fournette's another good one. You're right. Yeah, that's been one, rough. One thing to me that's kind of standing out this year is the coming into this year, I was a little disappointed. I had a first-round draft pick 
because of six stud running backs coming into this year, right? Yeah. Like I wanted Freeman. I wanted Jones was my guy I wanted. Obviously, I picked up guys way too early in the draft. Uh, Barkley. I mean, all these guys. Dude, Freeman with Lindsey, an undrafted rookie, is taking his most of his carries. Penny's nowhere. Jones is nowhere. Uh, guys is hurt. Uh, besides Barkley going number one, uh, the third pick by Boston Stranglers Johnson for the Detroit, I guess, yeah. but I'm, I'm really disappointed in the whole running back class. Yeah, I mean, it's been nothing like last year for sure. No, I think Sonny Michelle probably turn into the guy, and Chubb might have a chance, you know, but uh, yeah, definitely not what we thought at the rookie running back spot. So, on the other side of things, the biggest surprises out there. I mean, these are guys that you find either late in the draft or you never saw, or maybe they're a waiver wire pickup. I mean, that just jump off the board for points through the first I five think games. There's a quarterback in Kansas City that's doing kind of well, kind of good. I don't know how you knew that. Okay. What? Honestly, what? What? You've been talking about Mahomes. You were talking to me about like in the spring. Like, what made you? What? Why were you so excited about Mahomes? What made you? What did you see, or what did you? I mean, I guess he's got some good college highlights, but, like, what made you so convinced that was the way to go? Uh, I mean, I, I, I made a reach for him. I think I, I picked him in the third round. I was, I mean, Andy Reid was talking a uh, pretty big game about him. I, I, you know, anyone that you heard talk about him was talking about the it factor. And I know that's a little corny, but they're like, dude, this dude is legit. And then the thing that put me over the hump, and I was actually talking to Justin during the summer, like, dude, I'm going after this guy real early. And I, I told him, I would just think about the weapons he had around him. That was my, that was my kind of sell. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking Hill, Kelsey, Hunt. Uh, they add Watkins. I'm like, he doesn't need to be spectacular. Andy Reid's a great coach. Uh, I, I, you know, Marcus Mariota for me, project kind of. I was done with that, so I thought it's, it's boomer bust. From what I heard, all those weapons, I went for it. Did I think he was going to be the number one ranked quarterback, number one point getter in the league right now? No, but I'm I'm damn happy I, I went after him. You could have said yes, and we would, you know, be like he's crazy, but you can't prove oh, you wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's all it's all all the same stuff that he said about Mariota. It just worked out this time. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Just twenty four months ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, who who else you got there, IP? Uh, let's see here. Um, I think I hate to, I hate to admit it. I mean, he had a great year last year, and I I might have mentioned it uh, briefly earlier. Was uh, Thielen? Thielen is the number one wide receiver in the league, point wise. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I thought as expected. Right. I thought I thought I told I actually told DC in during the summer that uh, you need to trade him away now. Like he will, it's going to be Diggs, it's going to be it's going to be Cooks, it's going to be Rudolph, Randolph. Uh, it's not it's not going to be feeling. That's a one hit wonder. Well, uh, as much as I look smart, as much as I look smart with Mahomes. I look, like a, I look like an idiot with the feeling. So uh, he, he is my second guy. He's just he, – he's, he's doing amazing things. Yep. Bud, what do you got? I got nothing. All I got is uh, Tyler Lockett. <laughs> oh, I had Tyler like, Lockett. Gosh, dang when, uh, 
Was that he? Was that he's last draft pick before he took off? That was his second. That was his second. Yeah, second round pick. Yeah, that was. I was like, a wide receiver from Seattle? Really? That's all yeah. right. Well, well, you're, you're right. He's showing. I mean, he's showing his worth. So. Yeah, a lot of that return yards too, but I mean that's why he, you know, in our league he was he was he was up there so high. That's why he jumped on him. But uh, you're right, he's putting up the points, and uh, if he can stay healthy, he's going to finish up there pretty high in points for a wide receiver. Yeah. CJ, uh, I had I had Tyler Lockett, I had Mahomes on there. I think those are, you know, pretty obvious. And I the one that really just Stings me is Galladay in Detroit. I hate that bastard. Yeah, <laughs> that just that just wrecks me bad. And then I think I think Calvin Ridley. I I I think he's. We'll see what he can do. It's like he's he's kind of up and down, but is he going to be great? I think he can be. I I was pretty surprised with what he's been able to do. But again, Matt Ryan, you know, he just a guy will screw you over. So you know, you never know. Yeah. Who, who yeah. Guys, so, who do you guys think was the worst drop? Well, hold what on, team? hold on, hold on. Before okay. we move on, I just I have two. <laughs> I, that, I like that though. <laughs> I have I have two that are going to just jump off the page here, and and one of them sourdough Sammy struck gold on, Jakeem Grant, the wide receiver. Yep. Yep. Okay. So just because much like Lockett, the way that our team or our our, our uh, point system set up, you get these return yards, and this guy is a return machine, and he's out there as a as a wide receiver two or three. Uh, he's right now is 25th overall in points. Um, he's a number five wide receiver, Jakeem Grant. In, <laughs> okay. Never heard of him. That's a diamond. That's a diamond in the rough. Number five in wide receivers. Yeah, I could use uh, that guy. Yeah, props to, to Sourdough for finding him there. And then uh, the the one, you know, I uh, it literally because the defensive side of the ball has been – uh, something I focused on a lot this year, uh, much like the blueprint that our champs set last year. When you have your team set, you you really dive into the defensive side of the ball. And I told you guys, Darius Leonard, linebacker, rookie linebacker for the Colts, he's number one uh, in points on defense right now. And that guy is an absolute stud. He's a solo tackle machine. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I lost out to him by $1. <laughs> <laughs> on the waiver wire, I didn't think anyone else was looking at him, and the fact that uh, the hawk attack was was looking at the same guy the same week just crushed me. But uh, 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 number one point getter in defense, a rookie linebacker for the Colts, so uh, pretty crazy. You never know where these guys are at. I know that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, any, you got anybody? Got anybody else? No? no, you guys, you guys covered both of mine. So, so real quick, I know you got to go, Justin, but real fast, game of the week, he versus products. Give us your thoughts, and then get out of here. Yeah, sorry guys, I got to jump the pod early. Um, family uh, emergency stuff, but uh, well, that come on, don't be so melodramatic about it. Well, no, continue to be dramatic about it. It's fine. It's for the five. It's for the podcast. <laughs> I know. Keep it going. <laughs> we'll get updates uh, later, but uh, I just right. don't want I don't want Hawk Attack asking me is everything okay? What's going on with? Oh wow! 
<laughs> yeah, you get so worried about stuff. Sensitive. I just, just want him to be all right. So, but whenever whenever I pick these, I got to remember the picks that I sent in to Hawk Attack, so that I remember. <laughs> you don't go. I don't go the other way. But I do know in this one for sure. Um, and I'm looking at the points now because Ertz actually had a pretty good game. Yeah, and so um, did someone else. Yeah, and his kicker, although he missed a 50-yarder, uh, Rosas. So I still think this is going to be products. I feel like he's he's in a bounce back week. I mean, Woods might be the only healthy wide receiver that Goff has to throw to this week. And I think that uh, Baldwin against the the, uh, the Oakland defense, um, he needs to get on track. He's been injured. Look through this roster. Here's another one, Kiko Alonso, who I also mentioned uh, uh, before, is number two in Quiet solo back. solo solo sacks. The, the former Duck <coughs> as a linebacker. <coughs> Excuse me, as a linebacker, um, it's a good defensive team. Miles Garrett down there. I think that, as I said before, um, he got me as off to a good start. But there haven't been a lot of points put up against him. Uh, I think Produx has put up some points. He's going to do it again, and I think he takes care of this one. Uh, before you go, I just want to say one thing: that Produx is the 2018 version of Duck Cowboy in 2017. Oh. Going to be no. high up there in points and not make the playoffs. It's going to be sad. Sorry, Products. Wait, go, man. I got you hey. back, Products. I got, right, got you the number one pick. Saquon. Yes, it did. Barkley, 30 some odd points tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, buddy. All right. Thir see you, Justin. Have a good night. Captain right, family, my friends. All right. <laughs> All right, IP, what's going to happen? We're going to uh, cut the fat. No, 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 no. No, what's going to go on with the he got me versus products? Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, you know, Justin's leading the podcast. Let's start, start talking some shit about him. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that guy's terrible. He got me. So I'm looking at this, and I was actually talking to DC about this uh, today, and or excuse me, yesterday. And uh, I'm like, first of all, how the fuck does he have that record? Uh, now, now looking at the points for average, the points against, I've had 230 more points put against my ass <laughs> rather. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. But, uh, this week I, I honestly think he got me is going to go and keep his number one spot, uh, down there, down there in his division. So, uh, that's, that's my prediction. What, what do you think, bud? Well, I feel like we've got the uh, – I mean, we've got the benefit of the game being over, and we can see, I mean, some of the gigantic scores that jumped off the page. Uh, Alshon Jeffries with almost 30 points. That's – I mean, that's pushing it up over the top there. Um, I feel like I was happy, lucky to get my win against uh, he early in the season. and um, But I, I feel like he's got uh, – got more upside on this one yeah i i agree with both you guys and it's i mean uh, yeah i totally agree like like he's he's put a pretty solid team together that i think does have a relatively low floor so if if your team lets you down hence you know it happens it happens yep. <laughs> that he got me will beat you because he's gonna get about the same amount of points every week you just you gotta and I think it's like he's getting he's getting more healthy with Baldwin, right? Like, um, or sorry, Products has Baldwin, but I was gonna say like um, it's a big week for Cam. I knew Alshon was gonna come back, so that was good because the, the Giants are just 
terrible. I don't know if the deal is there. And then I think Ridley's going to have a big game too. So yeah, I think he got me. He's going to going to pull this one off and go five and one. And good for him. He's been he's been working he's been working this all summer. Like good for him. I'm glad yeah. that it's coming around. And, and, and what and one thing I want to bring up is I just got done watching Thursday night football. How bad are the Giants? Man, that sucks, man. They are. Bad. I mean, I, I know they were bad last year, but this year, like. I think they might be going for the number one, number one pick in the draft. Which, you know, you know who it is, right? You know who the number one pick in the draft is right now. The who's mock it, drafts. Who's it going to be? Quack Quack. What? Quack Quack. You mean, is he? Is, is he that, that guy? Ha Clinton Dick? Herbert is the number Wait, one is, ranked. Is that the guy player. from Auburn? The Quack Quack? Is he? <laughs> no, no, no. Linebacker? No, no. Herbert, <laughs> quarterback, University of Oregon, is the number one player in the NFL draft today. He's so, coming back for his senior year. He won't be the number one pick this year. I, oh, hey, by the way, buddy, I won him back like nobody's <laughs> business. Yeah, I hope you yeah. are right, and I am wrong 100%. I won his ass back, but uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. He's actually he's going to go to Oregon for next year, and then he's going to do his uh, – Graduate transfer to Boise State for just one season. You go, yes. fuck, your, you go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. and, tear, and tear both ACLs, and so he won't have a pro career. <laughs> That's not cool, bud. That's not, not cool. Not cool at all. Not, not cool, not man. Rookie cool, move. Man. All right, guys. Well, hey, I guess that's uh, that's a wrap. Um, good to see you guys. Hey, I forgot. I'm going to be down in, or up in Portland the weekend of 1028. So we're definitely going to have to find a place. Hey, where are we going to go watch the game? IP, you going to hook us up with someplace cool? I know plenty of places with USB ports that I can no, hook us up No, we don't need with. it. We don't need, we don't need, it. need we USB ports. Oh, we don't need it this time. HDMI. HDMI this time. <laughs> uh, I have a, a few places that we could uh, set up at and uh, – more information to come very, very soon. But yeah, let's. So for everybody, try to see if you can make it. We'll do like a, a league party somewhere where we can, you know, see the scores happening together while we're all together. It should be pretty fun. We've done a couple of those in the past, and they're a lot of fun when we're all together and the games are going on everywhere. So, so think about it. If you guys can make it, great. I'll send out some more information. But Sunday, we'll start around 10 somewhere and, you know, watch some football and, and then, uh, you know, just catch up. Be good. Be good to see everybody. That'd be awesome. It would be great. That'd be awesome. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks for a great night. Thanks for a great uh, podcast. And we'll see you guys soon. Yep. See you guys. All right, Bye, guys. Bye. Nice. Hi, Pete.